Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it, thinking that he was in the caravan. They journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished, were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you all for being here this morning. You never know what's going to happen when you send out random text messages. Or <laughs> I think I'm going to have mass tomorrow. But it is, uh, it is a beautiful day to, to celebrate mass and to come to our Lord. And, and as I you know, wrote kind of hastily in my email, just that there's lots of, I don't know, there's just lots of emotions in my own heart and, and in the hearts of everyone. And, um, and I've been reflecting more deeply on how like, this change in law or reversal of Roe versus Wade that happened yesterday happened on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. On that feast where we reflect on the wounded heart of Jesus that burns with the fire of divine love, right? The, the wounded heart of Jesus that burns with the fire of divine love, that, that even though our sins have pierced his heart, he continues to love us with his infinite divine love, right? And that, and that loving us in the midst of our sin, right? It doesn't mean that he loves the fact that we're sinners, right? It means that, like... He looks at us, and he loves us, and he wants to say, I'm enough for you. Right? I'm enough for you. 
And then today we celebrate the, the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. You know, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary is always, you know, that image of Mary's heart that's, that's surrounded by flowers rather than thorns. Her heart that's pure and her heart that's been preserved from sin. And the fact that her heart has been preserved from sin really means that there's no distortion in the way that she loves. And she's able to love completely. And, and in loving completely, that means that she has a kind of complete and perfect empathy. That her heart feels everything. Her heart feels everything. And so when Simeon says to her, your heart too, a sword will pierce, he's saying that your heart is going to feel every suffering that your son feels because you love him so much. And because you love him so much. And really, that's the goal of our own lives, is that our own hearts continue to be purified. And, and as our own hearts are purified, we grow in empathy, and we start to feel the difficulties and the sufferings and the pain of others. And so at the same time as, as like we can reflect on this answer to, to what we've been praying for for years and years and years and years and years. Yesterday, there's also a kind of like suffering that comes along with listening to other people's response to it. And, and that's where a challenge arises in us. And the challenge is, okay, how does Mary's heart respond to those people? Right, how does Mary's heart respond to those people? Like, can we actually be a church that, that resembles the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that, that just feels the pain of another person, or the Sacred Heart of Jesus that feels the pain of another person, and yet continues to strive and invite them into a communion of love. Right? Without saying that like, your sin is okay, but rather saying that that our Lord's love is more and our Lord's love is enough for you. And so more and more I'm, I'm convicted that like there, there's a call for all of us to grow in holiness right now and, and to grow in holiness so that we, we really are a community that's capable of absorbing other people's pain and other people's sorrows, and, and walking with them. And, and so often, I know in my own life, when I've failed to walk with others, or when maybe I missed an opportunity, or, or I wasn't sensitive to the fact that, that I, was, I was talking to somebody and I didn't realize, and this can be about anything that we're talking about, I was talking to somebody and I didn't realize that they had like the very problem that I was addressing in maybe a very academic way. And, and there was just an insensitivity there. Um, 
like that's where like our own hearts need to be purified so that that we're always sensitive to that and and we realize that that the church is full of people who have been affected by all kinds of suffering and all kinds of shameful things and and really the church needs to be a place where our shame can be healed because it is our shame that keeps us from entering into other people's lives it's shame that makes us hide it's shame that makes us isolate and the cure for that is the divine love of our lord it's realizing that at my worst moment our lord looked at me and he loved me And more and more, we're called to be that for others, to, to be able to look at somebody in their worst moment, in their worst place, and, and, and love them, and, and be capable of entering into their lives. And we live in a world that's full of quick answers to things, which are all about avoiding another's pain. But the really good stuff happens when, when we're, we're free to, <laughs> to truly enter into intimacy with another person and walk with them and help absorb their pain and bring that to our Lord. And we carry that just like Mary carried it. And we're strengthened by her in carrying it. <clears throat> and so today... <clears throat> Just invite you to, to pray wherever and offer this mass wherever your own heart leads you and, and gratitude for, for the work of so many people who have been voices for life in our country for these last years and to also offer it in just an intercession for, for all those who have been affected by abortion, whether it was their own or another's, for all those who still need healing in their lives. That, that this might be a time where, where that's brought to the surface, that need for healing is brought to the surface and, and that they're truly able to encounter the love of our Lord in a way that, that helps them realize that he is enough for them. That with him all things are possible. And that our own hearts may resemble the heart of Mary. and love with a love of deep empathy in a way that provides hope to a world that's in such need of hope and grace and love and mercy.